Hey, Victory Family, this podcast is straight from our 2019 Ironman Men's Conference. So, there's so much great material here, so don't miss an opportunity to take some notes or listen to it a few times. Well, here we go. And help me welcome our guest speaker this morning, Pastor Tom Fields from the Garden out of Kennewick, Washington. All right, knock it off. Sit down. What, what, what an honor. You know, it kind of makes me nervous then playing another one bites the dust. And then they, here, come on up, buddy. Okay, so, you got good. How the heck are you? You happy, you happy to be in the house? I think we ought to give God one more big shout, one more big praise. He's the one that's worthy. Man, way to go, guys. You guys are awesome. Oh, she leaves me a guitar pick. Sweet. Man, it's, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be here. I'm telling you, uh, any of the men that want to pack your bag real quick and load up and head home with us, we'll take you. Okay, because, uh, man, you've got some great men in the house. And, uh, and I, I just want the men to, to know how much uh, uh, we, we've enjoyed ourselves, but we really, really, really respect a house full of men. Uh, there's something about being a man of God. And ladies, you know, I'm not, I'm not downplaying ladies. Ladies just seem to be rocking. Right, and you know the church for years and years uh, has struggled with uh, developing strong men, and when you come to a church that's got some strong men in it, man, I tell you what, it just is awesome. It feels good, and I'm ringing a little bit. You'll get used to me in a second, but uh, uh, it, it, it's it's not common. It's not common to to have a house with a bunch of men that love God in it, and that well that, that aren't afraid to be men. And so you ought to be celebrating. I mean, you probably should have to backslide to go to bed at night because the fact is, is God's doing something here. And, and, and one of the things I love about God is God don't play, right? It's not some little game thing that he's up to. It's not, it's not like, oh, let's just pacify some of the folks over in Great Falls because really the falls aren't all that great, you know. <laughs> let's, you know it's, no, God's got a purpose and God's got a plan and it's awesome. And, and you get to connect to that, and you get to be real, and you get to do something that's going to, uh, I mean, you, you know, I've heard it uh, said by pastor and a few of the men, and, and, uh, but, but we can change the world from here. And, and, and I want to encourage you, to not just say we can, but we're going to. Okay, you know, hey, uh, in our culture, in our current culture, uh, I'm not supposed to talk about myself or the chickens or nothing, right? Okay, you know, we got chickens and horses and stuff, but, you know, there we go. Um, I'm Tom. I've been married for 35 years. I have an amazing wife. Uh, I'm I'm talking about an amazing wife. We have three boys still alive. Um, They're married. Uh, I have our first grandchild, and if I start talking about that, you know, we'll put up pictures and videos, and we'll just have a good time. Uh, It's kind of funny because Annie just turned one this a couple of weeks ago, and uh, 13 months ago, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I was, I'm really, I'm kind of intense. Is that fair? Okay, so so I'm kind of intense. There's certain things, there's stuff that really matters to me. I can't remember what it is, though, because Annie has showed up, and I don't care about nothing. It's, it's like, you know, it used to be we did whatever I want. We did what I want, when I want, how I want, as long as I want, and uh, that was the rule. And not just at my house, but everywhere I went, okay? That's, that's how I roll. Now we do whatever me and Annie want, okay? It's, it's awesome. Uh, 
What was I talking about before I brought up Annie? You're supposed to keep track. Okay, listen, I, I go kind of like a cross-eyed javelin thrower. Okay, serious. Like at any given moment, we could shift gears. I don't know what I'm going to do, uh, but we're going to make some points, okay? And God's, God's doing something in this house. Okay, God's doing something in this house. And, uh, but it, but it's, it's really what you have to embrace is that it's not just about the house, okay? So, you know, we, we, we get to talking about the church and we think about the facility and my gosh, isn't God good? I mean, you, you know, you, you look around and you see this amazing facility and, 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 and you know, shoot, man. Uh, you know, uh, uh, one, one of the Psalms says, you know, everybody's talking about how good you've been to us. And, uh, and we are one happy people. Man, aren't you happy about what God's done for you? Uh, you know, come on, tell him and show him. What an amazing, what an amazing place. It's so awesome, but, uh, but, but it's, 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 this isn't the destination point. It's a, it's a launching pad, okay? It's a launching pad. God's getting ready to do something that, that's amazing, okay? Habakkuk 1.5, it says, hey, look around you. Look around in amazement. Look around with amazement, for I'm about to do something in your day that if I sat you down and told you about it, you wouldn't even believe it. And it's like if God sat you down and told you what he's going to do in your life and what he's going to do with you together, because together we're better, right? And together we can accomplish things that on our own we, we could never pull off. But together, man, we get, you know, we're, we're, it's not like, it's, again, it's not that we could change the world. We're going to change the world from here. I said we're going to change the world from here. And, and, and in order to, to be a world changer, you know, the cool part is that you have to open up, you have to surrender a little bit, and you have to let God change you. See, because God's doing work. It is God who has begun a good work. It is God who has begun a good work in you. It, it is God who is working in you both to do and to, uh, and to uh, receive his will, his good will, his plan. Man, God, God is up to something, and it's awesome, and you get to be a part of it, and, and you have to embrace it and own it. And, and, and shoot, you might as well, you know, kind of, kind of bow up a little bit. You know, what, do you think you're better than us? Yes. We have God, man. We have God. I got to tell you something. You know, when, when people walk in, you know, without God, and they say, "You think you're better than me?" Absolutely. Why? Because I got God, man. I got the Creator of the universe, man. I got the guy who spoke to darkness and lights turned on. I, I got the God that hung the sun and the moon and the stars, and and He's working in my life, and He ain't He ain't kicking back. He's a Creator. Man, and he's about ready to do something amazing in this place. And shoot, man, you, you gotta, you gotta, like, grab a gear and hit the gas. Don't you dare, don't you dare sell. Oh boy, we're so, just, just so glad that we're here now. No, that's over. That was last week. Okay, now, now it's now it's time to to launch. Uh, uh, Isaiah forty two nine. He said, "Everything that I've said." has come to pass. Everything that I've said has happened. Everything that I've said, you know, you think about God and you, you start checking out his word and, and, and I, I, you know, I got to tell you, I love the word of God. I love the word of God. And you know, the, the Bible says four times the just shall live by faith, right? Faith, faith, Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, right? So it, it, it's Hebrews eleven six says that without faith, you can't please God. 
you know, without faith, you can't please God. It's interesting because it doesn't say without singing. And, and, and that might not mean much to you, but I, I am a musician. Uh, uh, I've let, you know, worship guy, uh, and, and, and I love worship. Worship is awesome stuff. And, uh, but, but it's interesting that the word of God doesn't say that without singing, you can't please God. It doesn't say without clapping, you can't please God. It doesn't say without shouting, you can't please God. It doesn't even say that without giving big offerings, you can't please God. I wish it did. Um, <laughs> but it says without faith, right? Without faith. So we're supposed to be walking by faith, and faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? Faith, faith is the substance or, or, or the material of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? You know, you, you got you to gotta elevate your hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that, uh, that you know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God's plan is, is about the future, right? Uh, uh, God, I said God's plan is about the future. You haven't seen anything yet. I have not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those who love God. I mean, you guys love God. I think we got a bunch of God lovers up in the house, right? Well, then if you love God, then he has something prepared. The word prepared means made ready in advance. Am I talking too fast? Because, you know, I heard him say 75 minutes a minute ago, and I go, oh, shoot. Okay, but, okay, uh, you know, so prepared, made ready in advance, Made ready in advance. So God's got something in front of you that he's leading you to, right? He's going to cause you to collide with the future. So you're going to have to stop allowing yourself to be hung up with that past. Okay, you got, you got, you got to let go of the past. Because see, a lot, of us, a lot of us, even when we start praying, we start talking to God, we start telling God about stuff, which by the way, he already knows that. So, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, because I'm not a counselor type, okay? Like, people come in and meet with me, and usually it's only once, okay? <laughs> and uh, then we connect him to Ron, because, you know, Ron's a listener, and, you know, he's, he, he, you know. Uh, but I'm just like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Because, uh, you know, this is, hey, you ever have somebody come in your world, and they're, and they're getting into insane details about stuff that you know everything about already? You know, I wonder if that's how God is when we pray. You know, because you're telling him stuff like he don't know it. And he knows that. And, and see, it's like, oh, God. Remember that song we used to sing? Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He, will. he don't want to hear about your crap. Okay, I'm just might enlighten you or something, right? And, and, and by the way, if I offend you today, I have achieved my goal. No, my goal is not to offend you, but I, I, I can, you know, sometimes I'm offensive. I'm not, I, I've been born and raised in the church, and so I have a little bit of an attitude. Um, okay, but there's nothing, I don't know how to, you know, I should, I should have, you know, like prepared you a little bit. I'm not a churchy kind of guy. So, like, if you're going, oh, my, who did they bring in here? Next week, he'll fix everything. Okay. Okay. This, this, is, this is the price of friendship. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, talking, talking, to, talking to God and telling him stuff that is like, man, just so you know, some of you guys go, man, I never hear God talk. It's because you don't shut up. 
you, you, you know, you just telling him all kinds of junk and rehearsing all of the stuff. And, and, and the more you talk about it, the, the stronger its hold is on you. Right? Like, in, in order to get away from it, you know, you need, you need to stop giving it life. And the and power in life are in the power of the tongue. And so when you're talking about the past, you keep, you, you are resuscitating it. Okay, you're breathing life because there, there's life in your words, and so you're speaking life into your past. And, and, and Isaiah 42, 19, again, he said, hey, uh, everything I've said has come to pass. But now, everybody say now. now. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, now. No, that's not what I said. Now. now. See, that's so much better. We're making tapes and stuff. It's important. Okay. Now, so there's something that God is, is, so there's a transition. There's a transitional shift now. Because he, he points out, hey, you know, uh, you can actually put all your trust in me. Everything I've said has come to pass. Okay. Every, everything I've said has come to pass. So you can go ahead and trust me now. Right? And that's, that's good news. Acts 16.31 in the message is really cool. It says, put your entire trust in the master Jesus. Then you'll live the life you're meant to and your whole house too. And your whole house too. Yeah, I mean, right there, you just ought to just make a middle note. I have household salvation. I have people in my family that aren't serving God. Sucks to be them because they're going to be serving God. And it ain't going to be long. Why? Because I got a promise from God. And he who has promised is faithful. Come on, somebody. I have, I have fa- friends and relatives that serve God that are mad about it. They didn't even want to. But we just, by faith, called them in. Some of you guys are sitting here today. You're thinking, how did I get here? <laughs> they called you in by faith. You put your entire trust in the master. You put your entire trust. So that, just so you understand this, that that mean, what, that, what that means is that you can't put part of your trust in something else and your entire trust in him. So you can't put part of your trust in the economy and then say, my entire trust is in you. If my entire trust is in him, then... I can't care about those other things. Right? So, so put your entire trust. And, and that's what he's building up there in, in, in Isaiah. Is he's saying, hey, you need to trust me. Everything I've said. David reached a point in his life, and you'll remember it, where he said, hey, I looked behind me, and you were there. And what's he saying? He's saying, man, I look back and I look at everything I've been through and I look at the ups and the downs and the times I got knocked sideways and the times people trying to take me out and the times that they probably should have been able to. And I look at all my screw ups and I look at, look at all the mistakes I've made. And David, man, he was referred to by God as a guy with God's own heart. But you and I both know that he had some issues. Huh? He had some issues. You know anybody that has some issues? It's weird how many people look to their side right there. It's, it's weird. You know, and, and, and we had issues, but David said, I look back, God, and you were there. You were in the middle. I didn't recognize it going through it. I couldn't see how that you were going to use that when I was dealing with it. But, it, dude, I look back, and all of a sudden, what do I recognize? That you were there the entire time. You know, and God's just trying to build your confidence, right? Because, because, well, he wants you to have the ability, like Hebrews 11 says, don't, don't let go of your confidence, which is going to be greatly rewarded. You just need patience because you're going to do the will of God and you're going to receive the promise. 
You know, so you got to build this confidence up. You got to get this, this ability to trust God that no matter what it feels like, looks like, smells like, tastes like, no, I know what God said. God's coming through. Everything he said to this point has come to pass. But then he says, but now I want to declare. Now I want to announce. God has an announcement to make. God has an announcement to make. I might, I might go Pentecostal. So for you non-Pentecostal types, buckle up. Because <laughs> sometimes it just happens. And I can just feel it because I'm like, oh, my gosh, God has an announcement. And, and, and I get to kind of help verbalize that, you know, communicate it. So, so I need to be careful that I just tell you what he says and not what I would say. Right? But, uh, dude, God, God, he said, man, everything I've said, everything I've said is going to pass. You can believe me. You, 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 you can trust me. You can count on me. You can rely on me. Maybe, maybe you're in a hard moment. Maybe, maybe you're in a difficult situation. Maybe you're going through something that you don't think you're going to make it. But I'm telling you that God declared your end at the beginning. You, you know, God declared your end at the beginning, and 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 if this doesn't look like the end, the end that He declared, then this isn't the end. And if this isn't the end, then it ain't over yet. So all I need to know is don't stop. Right? Just just don't stop. Just keep pressing through. Just keep going. Just just keep going. Get your word from God, man. Get get a word from God. Look at your neighbor. And say, get in the book. You know, man, you need to be you need to be reading that word of God. You know, Proverbs four twenty says that uh, my son attended to my words and hearkened unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Don't even let it depart from your eyes. Don't don't take your eyes off of it, man. Don't take your eyes off of this. For it is life to those that find him, health and healing to all your flesh. You know, you know, in the Hebrew, health and healing is the word, it's where we get our English word medicine. God's word is like your meds. And it ain't hard to tell when you're off your meds. I mean, hello. You know, I mean, you might be wondering about me. No, I took them. Okay. okay. Don't, 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 don't get off your meds, man. And, and you know, if, if you had a condition, if you had a physical thing going on and the doctor said, here's what I want you to take and, and, and I want you to take it three times a day, uh, how many times a day would you take it? Three times a day, All right? Well, so, some, some, you know, Christians are silly. Is you know, well, I heard that verse before. I, I've heard that one. I, I don't need it. What? You're off your meds. See, you're not thinking right. You, you, you wouldn't say I've taken that pill before. No, you need it again. You know, anybody eat breakfast today? Anybody going to lunch? Why would you do that? You had breakfast. <laughs> you know, you've eaten. Well, you got to, you know, well, well, why? Well, because your body uses it and, and, and you don't actually retain all the nutrient there. You can't retain enough. You know, you can't retain. I mean, honestly, I could probably start and start quoting scriptures and go for hours. But that's, that won't do me. I have to get in there every day. I have to get in there every day. 
And, and, you know, faith cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You know, don't, don't be that, 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 that one-time Betty person. You know, no, you take it, get, get a word from God. Isaiah, Isaiah said, you'll hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the left or the right. A word behind you, that's the word that you've sown in the past that comes up in your present that unlocks the door to your future. Mic, mic drop. See, if I, if I was at my church, I'd just go ahead and drop it. But this is your mic. Shut up. That God is going to use his word to, do, to help me stay on track with the future he has prepared for me. See, okay, where was I? Uh, Isaiah 42. I've been trying to get through this verse for a while. How you doing? Good. God, you're a good guy. Chuck, you know that? You are a good man. You are a good man. I mean, the house is full of strong men, but man, what a blessing you are. Dude, I just, I just, I want to just publicly tell you that you are a pillar in the house of God. God loves you. And if God's for you, who gives a flying rip? <laughs> Isaiah 42, 9. Everything I've said has come to pass. You can believe me. You can trust me. You can put some confidence in me. You can get confidence and, and refuse to let go of it because everything I've said has come to pass. But now I will announce God has an announcement See, God wants to talk to you. I mean, you just need to hear me this morning. God wants to talk to you. God wants to talk to you. Uh, One of the Psalms says, open our eyes and show us great and miraculous things out of your teaching that we haven't seen. Jeremiah 33 says, call unto me. And I will answer thee, and I'll show you things that you don't know. Have you ever really thought about that? That you can call God. You guys have cell phones here in Montana? I've done this. I've seen friends driving down the second lane in town next to me. He's right there. I don't want to mention any name because that would embarrass Todd. Todd really thinks he's something because it rhymes with God. So Todd and God. But I picked up my phone and I hit his button. And I know his phone's ringing because he picks it up and looks at it. You have friends that won't answer your call. I mean, not to mention family. You know, co-workers. Good God, no. But God said, call me, I'll answer. Call me and I'll answer. And not only will I answer, but I will show you things 
you don't know. Now, that might be shocking for some of you because you don't think there is anything you don't know, which explains why you don't call God to allow him to show you things because you're under the impression that you know things that God don't know, which is why you tell him things he already knows as if he didn't know the things that you were telling him. See, we're kind of caught up in ourselves, aren't we? You know, we're, 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 we're kind of caught up in ourself. And what we need to do is remember that we're not by ourselves. So you don't just need God when you're in trouble. It's awesome to have God when you're in trouble. Matter of fact, the psalmist said, you know, writing about his relationship and his revelation about God. But he, and he declared it as a very awesome thing. He said, the Lord is with me in trouble. And, uh, you know, I would just suggest that that not be the only time you hang out with the Lord, lest you create the necessity for you to always be in trouble. But if that's the only time you go to him, then you can expect more trouble because he's madly in love with you and wanting to be with you. So if he has to, I guess trouble's the only way this is going to work. I learned earlier in life that it's better to have God with me in good times than only when I'm in trouble. Hmm? We're so full of ourselves that we forget we have access to God. Have access to God for big things, little things, middle-sized things. That he wants to be a part of it. And Isaiah 42, 9, he said, uh, everything I've said up to now has happened. You can trust me. You can count on me. You build your life on me. You build your life on me. But now, he's wanting to transition something. Now, I'm going to make an announcement. He said, now I will announce. I love this. It's the CEV version, okay? Now, I will announce What's next? See, God's not too interested in what was last. But he wants to communicate about what's next. Victory Church. You gotta lift, you gotta lift, you gotta lift your eyes of vision and begin to see what's next. You got to look at what's next. Man, what's next? What's next? What's next? Don't, don't you hang out in, in, in this. You know, th- hey, he, he gave you this, and you should be one happy people, man. This is awesome. And, you know, and you look, you, you know, where were we? On 11th Street, and, and, and now you look over here on 13th Street. We are just a teeny distance. I mean, we, shoot, we could hit a golf ball, couldn't we, on a windy day? And, 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 but, 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 the, but the difference, the potential difference, the, the opportunity that's prepared for us, made ready in advance, sitting right here in front of us, is so much bigger than it's ever been. And you can't stand here and say, well, we have arrived. No, 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 no. God wants to talk about what's next. He wants to cause you to get up on your feet, strap your boots on, look the devil eyeball to eyeball and tell him, look out, sucker. Here we come. We're going we're gonna to make this region, we're going to make this region God country up in here. Come on, somebody. 
Man, what's next? What, you ought to be celebrating what's next. And in order to carry that, see, because that's the message that God wants you to carry to your community. Because your community has been beaten down and, and burdened with the weight of their past. But I'm telling you that the history gets, needs to be severed so that you can step into the realm of possibility. Because the possibilities are so much greater than your histories. But you can't carry your history into the possibility. See, God's calling you someplace. He said, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Let me show you what I got. I'm a creator. I love to do stuff. man. You, 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 uh, he said, if you ask me, I'll do stuff for you. And if it doesn't exist, I'll create it for you, John. 5, 14, 15. That's crazy. That, you know, he, he's, he said, this is the confidence that you, we have in him. See, and he's telling us everything I've said, kind of build his confidence. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask according to his will, he's hearing us. And when he hears us, this is what we know. He's given us what we need. And if it doesn't exist, he'll create it. He'll create it. You do know. What time am I supposed to be done? Like in 10 minutes, right? Five? Really? Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, you do know God is a creator. I mean, just think for a minute. Just think for a minute, please, about the limitations we put on our God. Because we, we act as if you know, in that first part of the book, you know, where it says, and the Lord rested, we act like he never got back up again. That might be your husband, but that ain't God. Okay. You know, uh, man with horses and chickens and ducks and dogs. And by the way, I have real dogs, real dogs. Okay. I mentioned this the other night to the man and, and I just want to take a minute and honor all of you who own things that aren't dogs that you call dogs to make them feel better. Like if you own a chihuahua, I just want to say, man, you got a big heart. Dude, you know, you have a big heart. You should, you should get like free coffee or something, right? If you, if you, because I mean, otherwise that, that, you know, a chihuahua is not a dog. It's a rat with a hormone problem. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, again, if I'm being offensive to you, isn't that amazing how much you love that Chinese dwarf rat? And, and uh, why did I start talking about that? Okay, God's a creator. God's a creator. It, we, we act like he's done. No, he's wanting to create. It's, it's his nature. It's his character. He wants to create. He wants to, he, he, you know, he, there might be stuff in your body that's missing. He's a creator. You know, there might be things in your relationship that just, it's not there. He's a creator. You know, you know it's, like, it's like he's a creator. You know the process of creation? I mean, we're Bible, we're church people, right? And, 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 you know, like if you just wandered in off the street and you're wondering what's going on here, now you are a church Bible person, okay? Uh, so you need to understand the, the process of creation. See, because everything, every, every promise, we get excited about the promises, but every promise comes with a process. And the process is actually more valuable than the promise. So the things that God has prepared for you, made ready in advance, he's not building a better life for you. The better life is already created. You know, my, my, my youngest son is, is, uh, is the one that, that, that brought home the grandbaby. I, I have to point that out to my older boys because I remind them that the only reason they exist are grandchildren. 
okay. And, and uh, but but before 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 TJ brought uh, Annie home, and, and and you know you think back and you'll remember it. it's like hey you, you know uh, before before you bring the baby even home from the hospital, uh, you know wh- what have you done? Well, you've you've gotten it ready. Cribs there, right? What's that thing that's hanging above the crib? What's that thing called? Yeah, the mobile. Yeah, right. You, you got baby bottles all lined up and ready. You got you got clothes. Yeah, you know what's weird is it's too bad Annie's growing because otherwise she'd have uh, wardrobes for life. I mean, she's already there's already enough there forever. And um, you, you know, it's not like when God put Adam and Eve in the garden. And then, you know, like, like, remember it was Adam first and then he, then he took a rib and he made Eve. And it's not like he went, oh shoot, I need to make some more oxygen. No, it was already ready for all of us. The future has been prepared for you. It's just, you're not preparing for the future. And so if you're not prepared for what God has prepared for you, you don't get what was prepared for you until you are prepared to receive it. Okay, and so you need to prepare yourself. Part of that is understanding how God works. And so there's the process of creation. And, and, and you know, I have a couple of minutes, so I just want to give you the process of creation so that you understand this is how God works, right? And if, if you think back, and all you got to do is go, like, read the book. Just start the first, you know, in, in Genesis right there in the front and just, just read it. It's not even very deep. You're going to run right into it. But, but, but basically, I'll, I'll just you know, cram it all together really quick and, and just spit it at you so that you get it. But just maybe, maybe to help you get thinking, uh, you know, in, in a different light, because that's part of our problem is that we, we, we're so consumed with ourselves that we forget, oh yeah, God's with me. God's with me. Process of creation. Number one, God decided what he wanted. Make sense? Number two, he decided where he wanted it to come from. Number three, he spoke to what he wanted it to come from. Number four, what he spoke came out of what he spoke to. Number five, what he spoke had to remain attached to what he spoke to in order to survive. So God decided what he wanted. He decided where he wanted to come from. He spoke to what he wanted to come from. What he spoke come out of what he spoke to and what he spoke had to remain attached to what he spoke to in order to survive. Got it? We're going to have a test. You know, some people take concepts of God and make billions of dollars off them. Taco Bell. You like Taco Bell? Shoot. Who doesn't like Taco Bell? Fine Mexican cuisine. You roll into Taco Bell. Maybe you've never been here. You roll into Taco Bell. You look up at the menu. There's 72 menu items. Hmm. What would you like today? I'm not certain. What's a taco? Well, a taco is a tortilla, ground beef, lettuce, and cheese. Hmm. What's a burrito? Well, a burrito is ground beef in in a tortilla with cheese. Hmm. What are nachos? Those are broken up tortillas with melted cheese. It's, it's like God in creation said, what should we do? What do you guys want to make? Uh, uh, I don't know. Let, let's, let's make cattle. Okay. Um, what should we make it out of? We got a lot of dirt. 
Okay, so God decided where he wanted cattle. He spoke to where he wanted to come to, dirt. He didn't look at the dirt and go, dirt. He said, dirt to dirt, he'd have more dirt. <laughs> Got a lot of dirt. So he didn't say dirt. He said cattle. <laughs> Up out of the dirt pops cattle. Separate dirt from cattle. What happens? The cattle's going to die. So we got to keep the cattle connected to the dirt. How are we going to do that? Jesus over there. Cross. Good idea. They high five each other. He looks at the dirt. Again, he doesn't say cattle because now he has cattle. He doesn't say dirt. He has dirt. He says grass. Up out of the dirt comes grass. Do a genetic study on grass. What is it? Dirt. How do we keep the cattle connected to the dirt? He's going to eat the grass. What's the grass? The grass is dirt. It's like Taco Bell. You know, but he's he's a creator. He's creative. You know, he's not. You know, we 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 look around. We can't see anything, but God sees stuff in the stuff that we can't see. This in the stuff. I mean, and then you know, Holy Spirit's going, "Hey, let's get super." I'm going to throw a curveball at you, fish. Okay, fish. What are we going to make that out of? Watery dirt. So he speaks of the watery dirt. There's fish just swimming around, separating from water, separating from fish. Then they get to man. You see, human, human's actually two words, but they're going to make one word, humus and man. Humus is dirt, because God had a lot of dirt. And man is spirit. And when you're reading the Bible and it's talking about man, it's talking about spirit. See, that's why, ladies, you know, if any man be in Christ, that you're in that, because it's not, it's not a gender, but... It, but see, but well, how, how are we going to make how are we going to make human? Well, it's spirit and dirt. So God formed man. Remember in the dirt, but that's just the body part. But when God was bringing forth man, He, he spoke to Himself, and you came right out of God. Your spirit. Well, God decides what he wants. He decides what he wants to come from. He speaks of what he wants to come from. What he speaks has to come out of what he spoke to, and it has to remain attached to what he spoke to, or else it dies. Separate man from God, what happens? He dies. So you need to understand this, that you have God. And if you separate from God, you're going to die. As a person, you're just going to die. You're going to wither, and you're going to die. Now, you might have great skill, great finesse, you know, good looks, all that. You might make it even look good, but you're still dying. But if you want to live and thrive, you've got to stay connected to God. Well, how do you do that? You, it's his word. He says, I, I'm making a declaration. I'm making an announcement. I want to talk about what's next. See, if you don't keep talking to God about what's next, you're going to end up separating yourself from God because when you think you're telling God about your troubles, he has gone on to other things. Because he, he, he can't hang in that environment because there's no life there. He is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So even when you carry it, if you're addicted to the darkness, you can't hang out with the light. So you can't be living in the past. See, for some of you as an individual, you have to understand that you, you, need, you need the life of God to be operating in you every single day. 
right? You, you, you need to let God talk to you about what's next. You, 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 you in your home, man, you need, you need God to be able to begin to speak his word, which will give it his thoughts, which will contain the images that he sees, and you begin to see what he sees, and, and, you, and you begin to believe for it and, and ele- elevate your expectation, which I, I like to call it upping your ask. Look at your neighbor and say, up your ask. Look, look, look back and say, up yours too, buddy. Okay, okay. So, up your ask. Man, Jeremiah 29, 11 in the message, it says God knows exactly what he's doing. He's got it all plans out, plans to give you the future you're hoping for. If God's gonna give you the future you're hoping for, you might as well hope for a big one. Huh? Up, up your ask, okay? But, but God's going to give you the future. God's going to give you the future, you hope. God's going to give you the future. I want to tell you about what's next. You know, I want to do a new thing. I, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready to take you someplace. And, and as an individual, as your, as your home, you need to believe God for the future. And you need to tell the, you know, you need a minute, take a minute and say goodbye. And, but now I got to move on. And don't cry too long about stuff that's leaving your life because, man, your final outcome is going to be better than your current condition. Okay, and you need to celebrate that. But as a body of believers, you need to understand that what what, what you're doing right here, right here, is you got to prepare for what's coming, not how to hang out with where we are. I'm so excited for you guys, man. I'm as a church, I'm so excited for you because, man, you've been given everything that you need. And I said you've been given everything that you need to just demonstrate Satan's defeat. You have the, the you have it. You can humiliate hell from here. Okay, you're going to humiliate hell and you're going to change the world. But let me talk to you about you, you, just you as an individual and you you and your family. Let me just say this to you this morning as I close. I love closing. Sometimes I do it seven times. As, as I wrap this up, let me just say this to you, as an individual. There's things in your past that it's almost like it has claws, and it's clinging to you. And it's trying to hold you back. But there is an anointing that removes burdens and destroys yokes. Doesn't break the chain. Uh, you know, we sing a song at our church, and it's a cool song. And, and I mean, and our guys get into it, and it's, I mean, it, it elevates the atmosphere, man. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. But the problem is, yeah, I'm a word guy. It, that which is broken can be repaired. The anointing doesn't break chains. It destroys them. And something that's destroyed can't be used again. So there's things in your life that have been part of your past that the anointing of God would love the opportunity to destroy. You're not on your own. I can't quit, right? You can hardly do anything without without God. So you got to stop living like he ain't with you. I got God. I got God. I got God. You know the brokenness of your past? It's time to let it go. You know those people who hurt you? Time to let it, let it slide. Time to move on. Time to, time to step forward and go into the future that God has for you. You know that promotion that should have been yours? I guess God has something better. You know that house that somebody else bought? I guess God's building you a bigger one. You know those, those friends that packed up and moved? And, well, God's got new friends. That addiction that you just can't get free from? Yeah, you can. You got God. You got God. You got God. It's time to step into the future. God wants to talk to you. He wants to make an announcement. 
Next. Next. Sorry about your disappointment, but since it was a disappointment, why stay there? Why don't you say what God says? Next. Well, you probably have never had to deal with any troubles. Oh, man, I've gotten good at saying, next. I'm here today to tell you, it's awesome. It's awesome. Would you bow your head and close your eye for just a minute? Do you need a next in your life? Are you, are you at a crossroad? Are you at a turning point where what, what would be awesome is if you could just have a next? Would you just do me a favor? You know, I, I don't know how, I'm going to turn it back to pastor in just a moment. And, uh, but if you just do this for me, because I, I want to identify with you. And I want to believe with you for the anointing that's going to remove the burden, going to destroy the yoke. So if you would, you're ready for a next? Some area of your life, ready for a next? What I'm going to ask you to do is right where you are, I won't call you for it, but right where you are, just stand to your feet. Just stand. Yes, yeah, God, I'm, I'm making a declaration today. I'm going to make an announcement. I'm, I'm going to echo your heart, your desire. I'm ready. Next. Next. No shame. No condemnation. No, nope. I'm just moving on. I'm just moving on, God. You, you've got a future. And I'm not, I'm not going to repeat my past. I'm, I'm going to lean into the future that you've created for me. I'm ready for next. God, right now, look at these people that are standing all across this place today. And we just reach with our hands towards heaven by faith to take hold. God, to take hold of the promise. Your word says, let us fear lest something would keep us from actually obtaining the promise. And God, that's the only thing that we're afraid of is that we won't receive the promise. And God, we're going we're gonna to open arm, receive today by faith the promise. And we declare what's happening next, God, that you have the final say. So, Lord, we release the hurt. We release the wounds. We release the past today. We say, no more. I'm done. Moving on. Thank you, God, for picking us up out of the miry clay, setting our feet on a rock, establishing our ways, dropping a new song in our heart, even praise unto God. Come on, somebody give God one more big praise this morning. Well, that's all we have for you this time. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't stop learning, don't stop growing, and the best is yet to come.